Welcome to Arbitrary Advice. Here is your host, B. Hi, and welcome back to Arbitrary Advice. My name is B. Welcome if you're new. If you're not new, then welcome back. Um, this week has been a really long week for me. I don't know about you guys. I'm recording this on a Saturday, which is super late for me, but it was a crazy week, guys. I had, like, doctor's appointments and stuff and just all kinds of fun things. Um, and by fun things, I don't actually mean fun things. (laughs) Um, anyways, I... This episode, I wanted to do something a little different, and I wanted to talk about a bunch of things. Like, there was just, like, so many things that I wanted to talk about, so I decided that this episode's gonna be kind of random, but I will give some advice here and there, and I wanted to start out with um, some relationship advice, particularly um, cheap dates um, for, you know, broke people like me. Broke people want to go on dates too, guys. (laughs) Um, I want to make multiple episodes regarding relationships because, well, love is a fun topic to talk about, and while I'm not a love expert whatsoever, I am a hopeless romantic that I think I have, you know, I have some good ideas. So I guess this episode's less advice and more ideas for you to use, but I thought it'd be fun to just list some date ideas that don't break the bank, so. Some cheap dates that I thought of are putt-putt, Going to the beach, park, or really any outdoor venue. Because, you know, most of those are free. You can just go to the park or beach for free unless, you know, you have to pay for parking. But usually that's only like a dollar or two. Um, also, if you go to outdoor places at night, you can stargaze. And that's fun. And that's free to look at stars. And even if you don't go anywhere, you can stargaze outside of your house. Lay in the grass on a blanket and boom, date. Um, personally, my boyfriend and I like to rent a movie and buy some snacks, and make a movie night date out of it. Um, you could paint or do arts and crafts together. A lot of times when I want to make a craft, I go to the dollar store and find things to make there, because, you know, falling on a major budget, being a college kid and all. But it could still be fun. Um, you could go shopping somewhere and give yourself a budget of, like, five dollars, Split up and try to buy each other something the other would like, and then come back together and show each other what you got. That's a lot of fun. Um, you could go to the zoo or aquarium, or even cheaper, you could go to a local animal shelter. And a lot of times, if you're an adult, you can actually choose an animal to take out of the shelter and spend time with for the day. So you could do that, or you could just go show some love to the animals in the shelter. Or, if you have pets, you could walk your own pets together. Or you could just straight up go on a walk, if you know, you don't want to bring a pet with you. If you're really wanting to have some fun, you could dress up and take a photo shoot with your phones in different places. Um, that could be fun, but I'm way too shy to do something like that. Um, personally, I like driving around, um, especially at night. I don't know why, I just do. I enjoy car rides, especially if I'm not driving. <laughs> um... So a fun cheap date would be filling up your gas tank and driving around. Maybe go to somewhere new, because I mean, even if you get lost, you most likely have a phone and you can use your GPS to get back home. Just make sure your phone's charged. Or maybe you could just, you know, 
drive around and listen to some music or a funny podcast or just talk. So I asked some friends and they mentioned going crabbing, fishing, arcades. You could window shop if, you know, you don't want to actually buy anything. Just go look at things and be like, wow, I wish I could have that. Which, I mean, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, or you could go bowling. Oh, and I wanted to shout out Two Drunk Moms. Um, they're another podcast. They mentioned going to the Botanical Gardens. And hint, hint, boys, um, women love flowers, so that's a really good idea. But um, anyways, go check out Two Drunk Moms. They're absolutely hilarious. I enjoy listening to them. And even if you're not a mom, they're a joy to listen to. So go show them some love. They're a good podcast. I could definitely give a lot more ideas, but I wanted to talk about a lot on this podcast. Um, on this episode, I mean. And like I said, I want to make a future episode all about relationships. So I'm going to save the rest for later. Oh. If you listened to my last episode about tattoos, I mentioned using Sharpie to draw the tattoo on yourself and then just use rubbing alcohol to get it off, but I came across something that might be better. So, remember, I'm not sponsored by anyone about anything, so anything I bring up is just me just talking about it, not sponsored. Um, so, do everything at your own risk with anything I say. <laughs> um, but I thought this was cool. I came across these markers called Body Mark by Bic. Like B-I-C, the, the people that make pens. Which I didn't know this, but Bic makes razors too, which I was like, whoa. I thought they made pens and stuff, but I actually found out they make razors. But anyways, so I saw these markers called Body Mark by Bic, and they are these, like, temporary tattoo markers that apparently just, like, wash off after a little while. I don't know too much about them, but they seem pretty cool. And, I mean, I don't know how expensive they are. I think they're, like, 20 bucks or something. But they seem cool. I kind of want to try them, but, I mean, I don't know how safe they'd be for my skin because I have really, really sensitive skin, but... You know, that could be an option if you want to draw your tattoo on yourself that way. Instead of using Sharpies, that would probably, it's probably better for your skin than Sharpies, I would assume. But, um, I don't know. Do that at your own risk. Or they probably have other brands of temporary tattoo markers. I think that's what it's called. Um, so, yeah, you could check that out. Um, I had a few life hacks for you guys, so... And they're completely random, like I said. But, um, so my first life hack is, let's say, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I get french fries from somewhere, I typically eat them in the car and they're gone by the time I get home. But sometimes when you go, they just made the fries and they're piping hot. So if you can hold it in your fingers long enough to hold it in front of the AC... It cools off your fry in like five seconds. So, there you go, guys. You can eat fries on the way home. Another life hack I had is I really, really like hash browns. And the other day, I went into the kitchen to make myself some hash browns and eggs. And sadly, we had no hash browns. So, I was like, hmm, I really want, really want hash browns, but I don't want to go buy any. So, I looked in the freezer and there's tater tots. 
So here's a life hack for you when you don't have hash browns. Make tater tots. Crush them to be flat at the bottom of your plate or bowl or whatever. And then put the eggs on top. Cooked, obviously. Don't put raw eggs on top. Because that sounds nasty. But anyways, if you don't have tater tots, you can use hash browns. And it tastes exactly the same. At least to me it did. Um, well, here's another fast food related tip. Um, so if you know that it's going to rain, and this is like such a specific situation, but if you know it's going to rain and you're going to pick up food, bring a plastic bag with you so that your food doesn't get soaked walking from your car to the house. And the only reason I came up with this is because the other day we went to go get, I think it was... We went to go get some sort of fast food. And you know, the top of the bags are open. They don't close. And even then, half the time the bags are paper. So if you don't want your food to get soggy, like mine, then bring a plastic bag with you if you know it's going to rain. Or maybe just keep a plastic bag in your car and then boom. There you go. You always have it. Um, so something else I wanted to share were two social media accounts that I love that I find hilarious and I just wanted to read off of their pages just because I think they're funny. The first one is called Humor Meets Comics. It's on Facebook. Well, I don't know if it's on any other social medias. I didn't really check, but I found the account on Facebook and I find it absolutely hilarious. Um, so let's see if I can just find a few funny posts for you. So this post says, this Facebook is my serious account. The funny one is my bank account. <laughs> and this account really is just, it's super relatable. They post really relatable posts. So like sometimes it's not even funny. It's just like, wow, I could really relate to that. Um, this one says, your gut knows what's up. Trust that bitch. There's one post that says the upstairs, the upstairs neighbor's favorite shoes, and it's two bricks with like flip flop, flip flop, um, like the thing that, I don't even know what they're called, the thing that like holds your feet into flip flops. (laughs) Um, this says, they say it's better to be poor and happy than rich and miserable, but how about a compromise like moderately rich and just moody? This one says, just so you know, I'm already planning on being an asshole tomorrow. (laughs) Maybe you guys don't think this is funny, but I find these absolutely hilarious. Like, I will laugh so hard at these. This says, <laughs> Why do people ask how was work? Like, work is work. I would rather be in Europe right now, naked on a yacht, while destroying my liver. But here I am. <laughs> you can always count on me to bring my famous recipe of bag of ice to your summer cookout. That's so relatable, guys. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> but anyways, I don't want to spoil all of their posts. But I just think it's really cool Facebook page. I think it's funny. It's nothing really, like, too crazy or anything. It's got some cussing in it, so, you know, children probably isn't for children. This says, let's keep the dumb fuckery to a minimum today. I just really, yeah, I would like to have that at my desk at work or something. (laughs) That'd be really funny. Although, honestly, no one I work with is really dumb, but I just, I think it's funny. Let's keep the dumb fuckery to a minimum. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, so the other account I wanted to share is called Today Years Old. Because, um, 
if you don't know, there's a lot of uh, posts going around on the internet about, oh, I was today years old when I learned this, and it's, like, something that, like, nobody knew, but it's, like, really obvious. Um, so, anyways, this account's on Twitter. It's, it's um, at today years old IG. So, I'm assuming, excuse me, I'm assuming they have it on Instagram as well. I haven't looked, so I probably should have done more research, but anyways. This says, how old were you when you found out the houses in Bikini Bottom are car mufflers that fell into the ocean due to pollution? And it shows a picture of the Bikini Bottom houses and the car mufflers, and yeah. Did not know that. And then it says... This morning, I cracked an egg, and it was double yolk, and I was like, cool. Second one, I got double yolk, and then I'm like, whoa, third egg, I was like, what? Fourth, I was like, what are the odds? And then I read the box, and it shows a box of jumbo eggs that say double yolks, and it was like, I was today years old when I learned that this was a thing. Like, I had no idea, it's just interesting to me. Some of the things you find on this account. I saw one that said, I was today years old when I learned what the bottom of the oven's for, and apparently the bottom of the oven isn't for holding the pans, it's for keeping your food warm. And then I saw a comment on it that said, I'm not putting my food down there, and I totally agree, I would not put my food down there. And I really think it's for the pans, guys, like I'm convinced it's not true. Oh, and this one I tested. So this says, I was today years old when I found out that no matter how you throw vans, they'll land facing up. And guys, I'm telling you, it worked almost every single time, except for the vans that were, like, high, high tops. But yeah. Oh, guys, if you want to read the most hilarious things ever, Google sugar-free Haribo gummy bear reviews. They're the most hilarious reviews you'll ever read. Like, I'll read one. No hate on Haribo gummy bears, but apparently when they made sugar-free ones, whatever it was, induced some major issues. This one says, Oh man, words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse, in quotes. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you're like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. <laughs> First of all, for taste, I would rate these a five. So good. Soft, true-to-taste fruit flavors like the sugar variety. I was a happy camper, but, or should I say, but, not long after eating, about 20 of these all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. Cramps, sweating, bloating, beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish, and that was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. Then came the, uh, flatulence. Heavens to Murgatroyd, the, the sounds like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. <laughs> the stench like a thousand rotten corpses vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own odors. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting, a torrential flood of toxic waste, a hundred percent liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on for hours. 
I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been sometime in the early morning of the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate at my wedding in 2005. (laughs) I had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious-tasting hell bears, so I told a friend about what happened to me, thinking it had to be some type of sensitivity I had to the sugar substitute, and in spite of my warnings and graphic description, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. Silly woman. All of the same for her. And a phone call from her while on the toilet, because you kind of end up living in the bathroom for a spell, telling me she really wished she would have listened. I think she was crying. (laughs) Her sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. She took them to work, since there was still 99% of a five-pound bag left. Oh, no. (laughs) She works for a construction company where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc., Lots of people who generally have a limited access to toilets on a given day. I can't imagine where all of those poor men and women pooped that day. I keep envisioning men on roofs crossing their legs and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. (laughs) It's so bad. If you order these, best of luck to you, and please don't post a video review during the aftershocks. Man, there was one about a guy and his son that I wish I could find because he was like... There's one about a guy taking his son to, like, a baseball game. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) This one's so funny. (laughs) It says, The Place, BMO Harris Bradley Center. I don't know where that is. The event, Bucks vs. Spurs. The snack, Satan's Diarrhea Hate Bears, made by Haribo. (laughs) Okay. This guy says, I recently took my four-year-old son to his first NBA game. He was very excited to go to the game, and I was excited because we had fantastic seats. Row C, center court, to be exact. I've never sat that close before. I've never had to go downstairs to get to my seats. 24 stairs to get to my seats, to be exact. (laughs) His favorite candy is Skittles. Mine or anything gummy. I snuck in a bag of Skittles for my son and grabbed a handful of gummy bears for myself to be later known as Satan's Diarrhea Hate Bears that I received for Christmas in bulk from my parents and put them in a Ziploc bag. After the excitement of the first quarter has ended, I take my son out to get him a bottled water and myself a beer. We return to our seats to enjoy our candy and drinks. Fast forward until about one minute before halftime. Oh, maybe it's not a baseball game. I don't really know, guys. I don't know much about sports, so I don't really know. I guess it was a basketball game. I lied to you. I'm sorry. Anyways, fast forward until one minute before halftime. I've begun to sweat a sweat that is only meant for a man on mile 19 of a marathon. I've kicked out my, I've kicked out my legs so straight that I'm violently pushing the gentleman wearing a suit seat in front of me forward. He's not happy. I do not care. My hands are on the side of my seat, not unlike that of a gymnast on a pommel horse, lifting me off my chair. My son is oblivious to what is happening next to him. After all, there's a mascot running around somewhere, and he's eating candy. I realize that at some point in the very near to immediate future, I'm going to have to allow this lava from Satan to forcefully expel itself from my innards. I also realize that I have to walk up 24 stairs just to get to level ground in hopes to make it to the bathroom. I'll just have to sit here, stiff as a board, for a few moments, waiting for the pain to subside. About 30 seconds later, there's a slight calm in the storm of the violent hurricane that's going on in my lower intestine. I muster the courage to gently relax every muscle in my lower half and stand up. My son stands up next to me, and we start to ascend up the stairs. I take a very careful and calculated step up the first stair. Then a very loud horn sounds. Half time. Great. It's going to be crowded. The horn also seems 
to have awakened the Satan's diarrhea hate bears through having a mosh pit in my stomach. It literally felt like an avalanche went down my stomach, and I again have to tighten every muscle and stand straight up and focus all my energy on my poor sphincter to tighten up and perform like it's never performed before. <laughs> Taking another step would be the worst idea possible the floodgates would open. Don't worry, daddy has a plan. I somehow mumble the question, want to play a game? To my son, he of course says, yes. My idea is to hop on both feet all the way up the stairs, using the center railing to propel me up each stair. My son's always up for a good hopping game, so he complies and joins in on the fun. Some old lady four steps up thinks it's cute that we're doing this. Obviously, she wasn't looking at the panic on my face. Three rows behind her, a man about the same age as me, who must have had similar situations, notices the fear-slash-panic-slash-desperation on my face, understands the danger that I, along with my pants and anyone with a five-yard radius spray zone, are in. <laughs> he just mouths the words, good luck, man, to me, and I press on. Halfway up and there's no leakage, but my legs are getting tired and my sphincter has never endured this amount of pressure for this long of time. Sixteen steps slash hops later, four steps to go. My son trips and falls on the stairs. I have two options. Keep going, knowing he'll catch up or bend down to pick him up, relieving my sphincter of all the pressure and commotion while ruining the day of roughly 50 people that are now watching a grown man hop upstairs while sweating profusely next to a four-year-old boy. Luckily, he gets right back up and we make it to the top of the stairs. Good. The hard part was over. Or so I thought. I managed to waddle like a penguin, or someone who's about to poop their pants in two and a half seconds, to the men's room, only to find that every stall is being used. Every stall. It's halftime, of course. Everyone has to poop at that moment. I don't know if I can wait any longer. Do I go ahead and fulfill the dream of every high school boy and poop in the urinal? What kind of example would that set for my son? On the other hand, what kind of example would it be for his father to fill his pants with a substance that probably will be unrecognizable to man? Suddenly, a stall door opens and I think I manage to actually levitate over to the stall. My son follows me in. Luckily, it was the handicapped stall, so there was room for him to be out of the way. I get my pants off and start to sit. I know what taking a giant poo feels like. I also know what vomiting feels like. I can now successfully say that I know what it is like to vomit out of my butt. I wasn't pooping. Those Satan's diarrhea hate bears did something to my insides that made my sphincter vomit out the madness. I'm now conscious of my surroundings, other than the war that the bottom half of my body is currently having with this porcelain chair. It is quiet as a pin drop in the bathroom. The other men in there can sense that something isn't right. No, no one has heard anyone ever poop vomit before. I can sense the worst part is over, but it's not stopping. Nor can I physically stop it at this point. I'm leaking. It's horrible. I call out, does anyone have a diaper? Hoping that some gentleman was changing a baby. Nothing. No one said a word. I know people are in there. I can see the toes of shoes pointed in my direction under the stall. Does anyone have a diaper? I'm screaming. My son is now crying. He thinks he's witnessing the death of his father. I can't even assure him that I'll make it. Not a word was said, but a diaper was thrown over the stall. I catch it, line my underwear with it, put my pants back on. That's actually really smart. And walk out of the bathroom like a champ. We go straight to our seats, grab our coats, and go home. As we're walking out, the gentleman that wished me good luck earlier simply put his fist out and I happily bumped it. My son asks me, Daddy, why are we leaving early? Well, son, I need to change my diaper. Guys, these are so funny. I just I love these reviews. Please go look them up. Some of them are, like, so funny. Like, I know there's one about a guy and his, uh, he went on a date. Ooh, I'll have to read some more on another episode, but man, sugar-free Haribo gummy worms. Those reviews are so funny. Anyways, um, yeah, 
I just really wanted to share a few funny things with you, and I hope you guys enjoyed. I really wanted to talk about one thing before I end. Um, I really want to start a segment where people can write in and ask me advice on absolutely anything, and I want to call the segment Arbitrary Advice, and pretty much I would just be reading everyone's questions or, you know, whatever they're asking me my opinion on or advice on, and answer them to the best of my ability and um so if you guys have any advice that you want or anything you want to tell me or ask me or whatever feedback you want to give i would love to hear it um you can dm me on instagram at arbitrary advice no capital symbols or spaces um you can dm me on twitter at at advice arbitrary because arbitrary advice was taken, which made me really sad. Um, or you can email me at arbitraryadvicepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to, in the very, very near future, have a YouTube channel as well. And maybe you could comment on the videos or something, but that would be less, um, I think, I don't know if you can direct message on YouTube. Somebody let me know if you can direct message on YouTube, but if you can't, it would be, you wouldn't be as anonymous if you wanted to ask advice, because I'm willing to take advice on absolutely anything, and I just, I won't use your name, so don't worry, unless you want me to use your name, you could tell me, but I'm hoping to have a YouTube, a YouTube channel, a YouTube channel very soon, and um, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up. I've gone for about 30 minutes now. Or, I guess after editing, probably about 20. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say that I've enjoyed making this podcast. I look forward to making episodes every week, and I, I spend the whole week writing down ideas and things, and um, I'm really thankful to anyone who's listening. So, um, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>